Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Ah, uh, don't you love them? I'm like, man, they should. They need to get up here more often. We're not going to cut you, Reagan. Funny story. One time we had our marriage group over, and um, and we're, Reagan and, and Ryan were there, and and. Um, we were yelling at our, my daughter in a really kind way, but we were yelling at her. And we're like, Reagan Renee! And because um, that's her middle name, Reagan Renee Skinner. And Reagan turns around going, wait, what? Your daughter's middle name is Renee? I'm like, well, yeah. She's like, mine too. We were like, like what? Like, what's it mean? Like, we, we just don't know. But anyway, it's pretty fun when you've got the same first and middle name. All right, sorry. Come on, childlike, right? Childlike. Walk with me. All right. Hey, welcome you guys. Um, can I just say again who's, who's the first time? I met a couple of guys before, but cool. Honestly, I'd love to meet you guys if you want to come up afterwards, whatever, but welcome. Welcome. We're, we're, we're honored you're here. Um, how, hopefully, um, hopefully uh, you know, you get to know us, you date us. We like to tell people, we haven't said it in a while, but the, I like to tell people, find a home church. Don't, don't jump around, and, and if you need to, find a church that you kind of like, you know, like like-like, and then you date them, right? And then you date them. You hang out with them. You spend a couple Sundays. You talk to some people, get some food with them, and find out, hey, is this going to work for us, right? That's what we should be doing. So find, but, but once you find a church, you feel like this is, this is where my heart needs to, like, dig roots in, then, then you're in. Then marry them. At an appropriate amount of time, all right? And when you have kids, that's up to you. Okay. So anyway, I welcome you guys if you're, if you're new. We're, we're excited. We had the pastors um, meet, the, meet our leadership team. We'll have some other leaders there. Um, we're going to be doing that once a month um, at, our, at actually my house, and it's next week. But you got RSVP on the events page on our website. I think that's it. Beach day, um, it's not next week. Slides, the slide date was correct or it's going to be next month, September 15th. Is that right? September 15th. How many of you guys were at our last? Well, there's a bunch of, but we, our, we had a beach day last year. We had a few beach days, I think, didn't we? And um, it was awesome. My kids got baptized. I mean, it was just radical. One of the really fun testimonies, uh, there's a couple of testimonies. People were literally getting healed on the beach. Um, people were, were walking up to us, like we were walking up to them. There was, a, there was a, a family that was already in the water, and a few of us were baptizing someone, and so we kind of kind of drifted over to them, and we started chatting with them, and the, like, the, we started ministering to them in the water. The woman's son gave his life to Jesus right there and got baptized. Didn't even get out of the water. It was awesome. It was rad. <laughs> so it's, it's a powerful time. We have a lot of fun. We, we do not do church here. Okay, so everybody say, no church, September 15th. Cool, all right, so come on out. It's a lot of fun. It's before it gets really crazy at Corona Del Mar. Pirates Cove, that picture is taken where we're gonna be, right? So that's, that's the Jesus movement. That's where, was it, um, who, who, Chuck Smith, Lonnie Frisbee, um, passion guy. Greg Laurie like got, like got launched in the ministry on that beach, so we, we just think it's super fun that we walk in this heritage or revival. And so we're going back there, and it's just going to be radical. So if you want to get baptized, if you need to get baptized, if God's telling you to get baptized, um, shoot us an email, uh, either our contact page or, or, or the email that's up there. All right. 
Oh, thank you, Lord. Let me pray. Let me pray for us. God, we, we love you. We love you, we love you, we love you, God. We thank you, God. Lord, we just thanks for, thanks for just getting us all here in the morning. Some of us, it was easy. Some of us, hard. Thanks for getting us here, God. It's, it's, it's worth it every time. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Yeah, just, just fix your eyes on them right now. Just delight yourself in them. God, we delight in you. We delight in you. Just fix your affections on them right now. Let's not do church without thinking of him. Let's not dive into a message without knowing that he is the message. So God, we love you. Just, just put something on your lips right now. I'm just gonna push you into this. Just put something on your lips right now. Whether it's I need you, I, I want you, where are you, um, I love you. We just, we need you, Jesus. Oh, we need you, Jesus. I'm so thankful, God, that you're near. Oh, Father, your word says that you are a strong tower and the righteous run in. Here we come, Papa. We thank you, God. We stick our, fix our mind on you, our hearts on you, our eyes on you, Lord. With our mouth, we declare that you are good, God, that you are a good God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, I think we can start now. Are you guys good? Is that good? <laughs> We're not wasted. That wasn't wasted. You get me, right? That wasn't wasted. Oh. I want to, I want to, part, partly I want to, it's important to know that Jesus is the message this morning because I, I, I want to, I want to spend a little bit of time um, on something that's been it's been on it's been on our social media feeds lately, and I'm not really one to be reactionary to um, media and stuff like that. I don't spend much time in the media; it depresses me, and I just don't have a grace to look at all the media stuff and not get brainwashed. So I just look at Jesus and and some of your faces on my feeds, and and it makes me happier. So, uh, but. But there's a real thing that's happening these days that I keep hearing about. Maybe you've heard about it. Somehow it gets a lot of attention. Um, it, it doesn't need to be, but apparently it is. Um, um, and like a beam of light. <laughs> and so. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm over here. Follow me. Um, who is this guy? All right, sorry, sorry. If you're new, just date us, please. Just give us another chance. Here, here, here's, here's what I'm seeing. Oh, it's moving. He's trying to move it. All right, sorry. Focus, Jesus, um, and Jay. Just, just, I love you, Jay. You're a great man of God. But there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a funny thing that seems to get, the enemy wants us to look at, the enemy wants to focus on this idea that, that, that the statistics, Gallup is taking polls, and they're saying that, that the young people are leaving church. 
And then you see on social media that high-profile people are, are leaving the church too and, they're, and they're, they're changing their faith around and they're becoming this or becoming that. And the reality is, like, honestly, I don't really want to be reactive about that, but I felt like the Lord say, like, but, this, but we have to know where to look. We have to know what to put our focus on. And so I started just meditating on this, God, why, why is this actually, why, why are we getting this? In our, and I, I would just say we're not going to talk about this, but the reality is we're all hearing it. Um, and maybe you're not, but I, I, I'm feeling it's, it, it, it's being shared enough um, that I just, I, I want to I talk about it. And I don't think it's a, long, it's a big topic because I think it's a very short conversation. But some of the things that I, I'm seeing is that the re- I was asking God, like, God, why are people having such a hard time staying in your church or, or even, even staying in faith? Staying in believing. Why are we having a hard time making Jesus the only thing? Why are we moving into um, universalism where, where it's all Jesus and we're all going to be going to heaven together. It's going to be beautiful and, and it doesn't matter what you believe. And, and other people were, other, other times we, we find people, they're just like, well, it's just about love. There's no God. I used to think there was a God, but it's not. And, and I can't imagine going down that road but I know that like when we get on, when we're at our worst, those thoughts, those ideas, which were, were, they, they look kind of attractive. But I want to bring us back to something this morning. Jesus is the message. We, we are not here for a, I hope you're not here for a good parking spot. Because apparently some of the people are having to walk, I'm finding out. <laughs> I hope you're not here for a good show, even a good worship band, a good preaching, a good message, a good, a good communion. A, a, I hope you're here for one reason only, because you want to know Jesus. Because you want to know Jesus, and not just Jesus, but I want to know you, Father, in, in, in context of family, too. I want to know you. What does it look like to run together with a tribe of people that are going to they're going to pour into me? They're going to hold me up. What's it look like to be around hungry people when I'm not hungry? And so I just, to me, this, this, the answer to all of these questions that the media is saying is an issue, and it's not a problem. It's not a problem to Jesus because, you know, every, every person that is having a hard time with their faith, Jesus looks at with these eyes of hope and these big googly eyes of love. And he's just looking at them and he says, and as they're like, I'm not sure you're real. He's saying, I love you. I love you. You can't run from me. I'm running after you. You thought you were delighting in me. I delighted in you before the beginning of time. And so I'm, not, I'm actually not concerned. I'm not worried about my generation or the generation after me because I just, I know that I know that I know that if, that if I can just burn in front of them, they'll recognize that where they're going, it, there's no fruit. There's no fruit down that path of questioning, God, are you real? You can question it all you want, but do it right next to him, sitting with him, looking into his eyes. But I promise you, like stepping away from the body of Christ to go find yourself, it looks attractive in the moment because you're, but, some people are frustrated. 
John the Baptist, he's in prison, right? He gets put in prison, and he's sitting there in prison, and he's thinking about this guy, Jesus, who he baptized maybe a week or two ago, and he's sitting in prison going to his disciples. He says, go ask him, is he the one? And Jesus' response, you guys know it? You remember? He says, blessed is he who is not offended on account of me. This is the lame walk, the blind see. He, what's he saying? He says, listen, like, don't, if, if you're offended on who I am, that's the wrong story. It's the wrong testimony. There's no, there's no future down that path. There's no future in individualism. You can't just go out. You can't just go out and just, well, I'm just going to pursue love. I'm just going to love people well. It's not, about, it's not about a religion. It's not about Christianity. It's not about which God is the right God. I'm just going to go do love. The problem is we, do, we, we misdiagnose love when we separate it from Jesus because there's, there's nothing in society that looks anything near Christ Jesus. There's nothing. I mean... He says, but, you know, even a good man would, may, what does it say? Even a good man may, may, may die for somebody else. But Jesus, he died for all of mankind. He, he died for, for the worst of mankind. He died for those that didn't deserve it. And so this is, there's, there's, there's nobody's leaving the church. They're leaving the man love. So the, the, the real issue, the, the issue isn't, of people running away from the church. It's, I saw this quote. I'm just going to read it. It's not mine. I really love it, so I'm going to read it to you guys. The question of the day is no longer, are you a Christian? That's the wrong question to be asking. The right question is, oh, the question of the day is no longer, are you a Christian? This carries no weight in our society. The true question heaven is asking is this, who, ha who has the throne of your heart? Who has the throne of your heart? Meaning, like, who, is, who has the preeminence in your, in your world, in your heart? Jesus, come on. Who has the throne of your heart? If Jesus is the Lord and King of our hearts, then we will remain in his word and truly be his disciple. I'm not just talking about the Bible, but it's a great place to be in. Talking about the word, the man, Jesus. He is the word. He's the life, the truth. The word. He is the word, Jesus. If we, are, if, we are, if we are still the king and Lord of our own hearts, then we will not remain in his word and are not truly his disciples. In the kingdom of God, the king is the owner of all things. Have you truly given Jesus the throne of your heart? I love that. That was amazing to me. I was like, oh, that's it. That's it, because you're going to be faced every moment of the day with questions that you don't understand. I was at the beach, and this guy's like, Jesse, I just got a quick question. What do you do when someone doesn't get healed? And they're really good people, and they're full of faith, and I know you guys love healing, and you preach on that. I've been to your church once, and what do you do about that? And what I heard in his heart was, how do you not be offended how can, you, how can you go after all this healing and go after the, God and the, the miracles and, and yet you see things in your own, my own life. My wife and I have had a lot of miscarriages. 
We've had two incredibly wonderful babies. But we've walked through a lot of pain. If you don't know our story, you can come up and ask me about it. How do you walk through horrible pain? Things that, why, why aren't we offended? Why don't we have self-righteousness on the throne of our heart? Why don't we have the me, me, me? What about me, God? Your promises say, what about me? How come we don't have that on the throne of our hearts? Right? I've walked through some crappy stuff. I don't think I'm supposed to say that, but I've walked through some really crappy stuff. Some of you guys have done worse. I, I get it. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to exalt my, my, uh, my trials, but this is why we worship. It's, 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 it's when you can look at the, the places you, and, and this is what I told him. I said, listen, this is why people step into offense. This is the John the Baptist sitting in prison going, are you sure? Are you sure you are who you say you are? Are you sure those promises are yes and amen? Are you sure? Are you sure that you are a strong tower because I'm feeling lonely? Are you sure that you're the God of life because I'm losing kids? And then it's in those moments where we're just like, well, maybe I'll try something else. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll step away from this community Maybe I'll, maybe I'll pursue this path. I like these positive affirmations. They make me feel really good. And they will make you feel good because there's a truth in there. But the ways of the world will not satisfy you down the road. There's no fruit except the initial fruit that happens. Eventually, you're still relying on yourself and on other people. The only way to keep Jesus on the king of your heart is to keep that heart pure, unoffendable, looking into his eyes, showing up when you don't want to show up, and recognizing in your greatest weakness, he is made strong. See, if you can't embrace the weakness, you'll, you'll never last. You'll never last. Because here's, the, here's, the, here's one way of doing Christianity. Like, well, I'm not, a, I'm not a sinner saved by grace. I'm a saint. I'm holy. I'm righteous. And then you start walking down this path of like, I'm amazing. Look at me. I'm awesome. And then you do some good affirmations, some declarations, and you start to see people get healed because you're going after, you're taking risk. And before long, you feel really good about yourself, and you step out, and you go after the next thing, and something wrong happens, and you feel weak. And you're like, that's so weird. For a minute, I felt really strong. And you think that you've been doing ministry or doing life, and you thought this was working because of you. You thought you were making this work. See, 1 Corinthians 2, Paul, Paul, Paul was a pretty big dude. He, he actually completely relied on himself. And then he had, a, he, had a, he had an encounter, he had an intimate encounter with Jesus on the road, and it left him blind, it left him weak, it left him poor, and then he got saved and transformed. So I'm just going to read this, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 1, and when I came to you, brethren, I do not come with you with superiority of speech or of wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God. For I determined to know nothing 
among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you and in, in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words and really well-crafted social media posts, they, but they were in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. Listen, he, he, he actually did the opposite of what we do in our society. He made the most Horrible-looking social media posts. He probably deleted Facebook because he knew he it didn't want his reputation to cause them to follow Christ. He didn't want his good words to be the reason that they, they made Christ the king of his heart, of their hearts. He wanted them to know God for themselves. He wanted them to know Christ Crucified. He wanted to get it in their soul. First uh, Corinthians twelve. I was I was reading this earlier. Chris and I were surfing and we we're talking about. It. I love it. It, it. Is that where it was? No, it was. It was Second Corinthians twelve. There it is. Ha. Huh. I love this. So Paul is walking along. This is that scripture where it says that that he has a thorn in his flesh. You guys remember the thorn in his flesh? This is the scripture that everybody says that it was, it was uh, sickness, so that, that, that's how they make a case that sickness is from God. Um, well, he, God sent a thorn in his flesh. But what it says is it says, because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, for this reason, for this reason, because, <laughs> did you get that? For, because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations. Here's what I, when I read that, because of, the time I spend with Jesus and my, and my intimacy with Jesus, the times I get alone with them and I have, I have fellowship with them, I have union with Jesus because he's revealed himself to me. He has, he has sent me to keep from exalting myself. There was giving me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from exalting myself. Now, side note, that, that thorn in the flesh, there's nowhere where that says it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sickness. In fact, there's another place in the Bible where it talks about that it's also not sickness. What he's saying is, is, and this is, he's talking about persecution. He's talking about people coming against him. He's talking about, I'm preaching this message, and I keep getting beat up. I keep getting chased down by people that don't like me. And he says this, concerning this, I implore the Lord three times that, that it might leave me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfected in weakness. For power is, made, is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weakness, weaknesses, with insults, with distress. See, this is where the thorn is, right? Insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I'm not saying you have to walk around going, I'm so weak, I'm so weak. My point is, is that Paul knew that the, that the key to him being able to last in the midst of trials, it was the revelations. 
It was the connection with them. It was, the, it was, it was him not getting so me-centric and putting me on the, on the throne of my heart that he couldn't walk in. See, Paul had a reputation. Paul had a reputation all across the land. He could walk into any city and see incredible things happen instantly. In fact, he did, but he didn't do it based on his reputation, on him being the main focus. He did it on Christ being the focus. And so he was never in danger of running away from Christ. He was never in danger of putting himself on the throne and letting himself down. In fact, he would preach it. He says, listen, I am preaching weakness before you so that Christ's power would be made real. And so when I think about it, who has the throne of your heart? If Jesus is the Lord and King of our hearts, then we will remain in his word and truly be his disciples. This is, this is, the, this is the antidote for, for feeling frustrated with where you're at. This is the antidote for, for ever feeling like you ever might walk away from the faith. I have zero fear for all of us walking away from the faith. I am confident. I am confident that if we can keep meeting, I don't care where you meet, to be honest, but if we can keep meeting together and put Jesus on the throne of the church, on the throne, on, the, on stage, if we can just keep kneeling down before him and saying, Jesus, I so need you. You say I'm amazing, that I'm, that I'm a holy son, that I'm righteous, that I'm sanctified. You, you, you call me a holy vessel. And yet, and yet I still know how much I need you to lead me, to guide me, to be the king of my heart. And so I'm not worried at all. Like, if you know me, I'm just not worried about the church. I'm not worried about our church specifically because I look around me, I'm just like, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little intimidated by you guys. I'm a little intimidated. I'm just like, good Lord, these people really love you, Jesus. <laughs> that person over there, they prayed a little bit longer than I would have. That's intimidating. That person sees a lot of people get healed. Wow, that's intimidating. <laughs> and I get hungry. And I get hungry to know Jesus more. The same person I was talking with, he was saying, I went to your church, and you know, to be honest, the worship, it was powerful. And I'm kind of laughing, chuckling. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty powerful. <laughs> and he goes, it was a little intimidating. <laughs> and I'm like, I bet. <laughs> I bet. Because true passion's intimidating. Wow. It's, and, and not just true passion. True passion, when you know that your fire isn't stoked, or you know there's more that you don't know about, when you see it, you're just like, oh, that's intimidating. And if you don't know it, that's the plan. The plan is to make everybody else jealous. But we can't make people jealous if we walk away from the very thing we're trying to make them jealous of. And this is why, this, this is why it just, it's childlikeness. It's complete childlikeness before the Lord. It's it's God, I need you. I love you. Abba, Father, come and get me. Come and get me. One of the other big things I recognize that can avert our gaze from Jesus being the king of our, in our heart 
is that we, we get really excited about really great Christians and we, we make them a little, right, right next to Jesus, not above him, because that would be heresy, but right next to him. Right? We, we put these really great leaders that feed us, either through a YouTube channel or a podcast or here or whatever, maybe you have a good friend, and we, and we put them right next to Jesus. And sometimes we hang out with Jesus and sometimes we hang out with this person. Sitting in our car listening to him. <laughs> Come on, walk with me. I do it too. I'm listening. I'm, I'm, I feed myself. Every day I feed myself. I hope you do. Sunday mornings, that's not enough. Like Sunday mornings, that's just where I just, I just drink the wine. I'm like, <laughs> but every during the week, I'm like, I'm like, I need every day I need to feed myself. And so what we can do sometimes is we can... We can fill ourselves with great teachers because you know what? They're accessible. They're easy to get to. We're not offended at great leaders. You would be if you knew them, but you don't know them. So you don't know them. So you just get to listen to them at their best on a podcast or a YouTube. And so you're just like, oh, I just love this speaker. Did, have you heard this podcast? Like, yeah, the pocket it was amazing. It blew me up. I know that person probably. No, I don't. But <laughs> some of these people I do know. And I'm like, oh, you'd be offended if you knew what they really believed. Or you wouldn't want to have dinner with them because their personality would rub you a little raw. But see, the, the point isn't that they're supposed to be our best friends. They're supposed to lead us to Jesus. Right? We're not trying to make best friends with these speakers. And yet we're better friends with the speakers than we are Jesus. It, come on, guys. I'm just being real. I'm just being real. Chris made a really good point. When we talk about the darkness more than we talk about Jesus, we're bound to manifest hurt, pain, loneliness, disappointment, offense, fear, anxiety. I'm kind of like, if you hear my heart, I'm kind of making a, a bit of a charge or, I don't know, plea feels really, really rough right now, but I'm, I'm kind of, as a father, I'm just, I want to look in the eyes, I want to be like, don't miss this. Don't make the Francis Chans, the Louis Giglios, the, the, um, the, the Bill Johnsons, the Danny Silks, the, uh, um, the I, I don't know who else you listen to. They're, they're all amazing. They're all anointed. Jesus has to be a better friend to you than these people. He has to be closer and more approachable than these people. Because when you're really hurting, did, did you call Francis? Did, did, you? did you? Did you call, uh, <laughs> did you call Rick? Did you call Pastor Rick and tell him, Rick Warren, that you're, that you're hurting and you need, you need, you need some love? Wow. <laughs> it, it. And here's my point, you guys. It seems small and slight, but it's, it's, the very thing that's, it's the very thing that's ruining us as well as it's beautiful because you can't call them. And so the, the, the 10 minutes you spent with Jesus, but the two hours you spent with so-and-so, and then you run back to Jesus and you want him to, 
to speak life into you. But you only spent 10 minutes cultivating that relationship, but you spent two hours cultivating this relationship. Do you you get it? And do not feel condemned or any weird thing like that. Like, that's not even a thought right now, okay? It's just, it's like, let's just look where we're going. And most of you guys probably don't even do this. This is probably just me. But but I'm just... (laughs) I'm saying it's like, this, is, this has to be, it has to matter to us. You have to recognize it. You, you can't wait for somebody else to tell you. You can't wait to hit rock bottom to realize, oh, I really should have spent more time with God this week. And he's always with you. But the quality time that builds relationship is different than the pray without ceasing. Right? And don't tell me that your quality time is spent ministering to others because that's not going to work for me. This is time where he ministers to you. Will you sit down? And one thing I do, I'll just give you a little tip. One thing I do lately, because I have my moments. <laughs> I have my moments. <laughs> if you didn't know, <laughs> I got moments. <laughs> And, and I, ha- I have my moments. And when I have my moments, I get my laptop and I, and I put it on my lap. Actually, this happened the other day. The kids were out. I think they were at uh, like some play park, adventure playground, getting, getting dirty. And so I had some time alone. I get into the backyard in front of my chickens. We have four chickens. Come to our house next week. You can meet the chickens. And I just sat there with a chair and I put my laptop open. And, I, and, I, and I, you know what I wanted to do? I'm just, can I be real for a second? It's not because I'm being real. I'm just hot. I'm being real with you, right? Listen, so so I'm in one of my moments this past week, and I'm sitting out there, and I popped over my laptop, and the first thing I was looking for, I pulled out my phone next, and I started texting somebody. I started texting people that love me, like mentors, fathers, mothers in my life, and I started thinking, who can I text right now? I need some help. And And I... Listen, it's not wrong to do that. Please don't hear me. But here's, here's, the, here's, what, here's what God did with me. This is my story, my testimony, right, Nicole? She preached on testimonies last week. It's awesome. Here's what, here's what God did with me. He spoke to me, and he goes, he goes, hey, Jesse, why don't you put your phone down? And I was like, I didn't really hear you, did I? And then my second thought was, oh, oh no, 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 I, I heard him. Okay, okay, but... And I, even if I'm not sure, I'm practicing that I always hear him. And so if you ever doubt whether you heard his voice, just follow it anyway. This is positive reinforcement. This is what parents do, all right? So just, just put whatever it is I got. Did I hear God right? You know what? I'm just assume I did. And I put the phone down because you know what? God didn't want me to build relationship more than he is building with me right now. And he didn't want to miss this chance to mentor me and he didn't want to share me with my other mentors. And so I pulled my laptop, I opened it up, and I just typed my, my question. And I was like, God, I'm frustrated. And then I hit period. And then I said, nope, I'm actually sad. And I could feel the emotion of sadness hit my heart. And God said, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? You can feel the sadness isn't it beautiful, Jesse, that you're not so shut down and removed from your, your, your world that you can actually feel sad in the midst when it's normal to feel sad? 
And so I said, yep, that's really good, God, but what do I do? And then I put a little semicolon because that denotes when God starts talking to me. And then I started writing down what he tells me. And he just started ministering me. I'm not gonna tell you what he said because that's not for you, that's for me. And he started telling me and speaking life into me. And some of it was correction and some of it was discipline and some of it was, I sure love you. And I'm like, God, why do you always start with that? (laughs) But he does. Maybe he starts with something else with you, but he always starts with, I sure love you. Maybe he knows I'm a words of affirmation guy and he knows how to hit my spot, but I'm just saying. And (laughs) And then I just have a conversation on my laptop. Why my laptop? It works for me because I'll doubt it if I just have a conversation in my head. So if I write it down, it becomes real to me and I'm able to stop and look at it and be like, yeah, you really just said that to me, God. That was a really good word. Thanks, God. And I have a conversation. Why? Because I'm tired of building relationships more than I'm building my relationship with him. So if, if, if you want to try that, go for it. Is it a commercial break? Javier, is it done? Javier, if you can somehow, yeah, anyway, thanks, Grace. What's it saying? Maybe he's trying to speak to us. Like, <laughs> is, it worth, is it worth putting on the mic? He's in the whisper. And this is why I'm not worried about our church. I'm not worried about me especially. I'm not worried about being burned out and losing my faith. I, if, if you, I gotta say this right because I don't want it to come across weird or wrong. If you're walking away from God, chances are you didn't know him or know him very well because you only walk away from something if something else is more impressive or more important or, or more life-giving. And so if you don't know Jesus as the most life-giving thing in your life, the most important, impressive thing in your life, person in your life, then there'll be this competition. So the question is, I'm practical, how do you, how do you keep Jesus as the most important person in your life, the most impressive, the most life-giving person in your life? How do you do that? It's through building a relationship. I don't have any keys for you. I don't have six things that work. I've got one. And I hope, I hope you figure out how you do it best. I hope you figure out how you do it best. But I want to steer you from trying to do it by listening to YouTube and podcasts. I just want to steer you. Do you get that little, just a little healthy steerage? I don't want to tell you to stop. I want to steer you into healthiness because the, everybody wants to be an influencer these days. And you know who's not on your social media? Jesus. He's not. And if Paul was, you wouldn't follow him anyway because he, he wouldn't look very strong and influential. So you have, to, you have to cultivate your own relationship. I feel like a broken record sometimes. I think all my messages end with this. 
So I apologize if that's offensive or just not productive where you're at right now. But this is the true gospel. The gospel is Jesus and nothing else. The gospel is Christ crucified, set me free. And the only way to stay free is to keep talking about Jesus. Can we, um, Brianna, is she here? Brianna, 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 Brianna. Oh, she's got kids though. Um, Stephen, Stephen, can you get up and, and, and play the guitar for me? I want to take five or ten minutes and pray. I, I, you don't get transformed by a message, you get transformed by action. You get transformed by what you do. And so I want to pray. I, w- I want to pray right now that, that, we, that, you, that you would have a, a small mini encounter time because our kids are in the back room and they, they're going to go wild if they hit their limit. But I want to take time for a few minutes. You, trust me, if you don't have kids, it's true. Right, Murray's? She already talked about it. Praise them. Just put your hand on your heart right now. Listen, I, I can hear the thoughts in everybody's mind right now, and I hear the yes and amen. I can hear that every single one of you is excited about Jesus. That is not a thought in the world right now. Every single one of you is authentically wants intimacy, an intimate connection with the King that's on your heart. So this is just about encouraging one another. This is just about speaking encouragement over all of us. None of you are alone. We're running this race together. And it's a beautiful journey. So Father, right now, I I thank you for your very presence is tangible, it's potent. And it's beautiful in this room, God. And whether the person that you're looking at right now, Jesus, whether that person is on cloud nine or they're on cloud half and they're doing a really tough day, they're here, they made it. Father, would you just build relationship with them right now? Right now, Father, would you speak to them? Would you cuddle them? Would, would, would we be like John, the disciple, that, that, that leaned back on your chest and listened to you whisper the mysteries? Would it be that intimate tonight, right now? Jesus, speak to us. We trust you. We trust you. I want you to listen to the good things that he has to say. If it doesn't feel good, I want you to just kick it out. It's not Jesus. If you don't know what to say, tell him you love him. Would you speak to me? Would you sit with me? I want to feel your touch. I want to know you're present.
good. You guys are doing so well. Don't stop. You guys are doing so good. stand up. Keep your eyes closed, but stand up. Don't, don't, don't leave this place. Just, just stay in that place. Now, there's no words on the screen, so don't look for them, but I want to end with a song. So you can keep your eyes closed, and you can just sing it right to them. If you do this often, beautifully, you've never done this, awesome. such an uncommon thing to just be fully given over to the Lord. It's just not common. Everywhere you go, 
there's compromise. Everywhere you go, there's people that are wondering, is the Bible really true? Can I trust it? But, but you guys just are amazing. You can feel the, just the, the devotion to God that I just am so confident in us. Let's see it again. All my life you have been faithful. This is why we're here today. Yeah, just put a hand on someone next to you. Come on. With every breath that I... Come on, just sing it over the person next to you right now. I will sing. Come on, of the goodness. Oh, yeah, come on. You're the king of my heart all my life. And all my life you have been faithful. Come on, forever faithful. So my life you have been Of the goodness of God. Your goodness is running after me. Come on, raise your voice. Your goodness is running after me. It's running after me. Your goodness is running after me. It's running after me. Just tell him right now. Just tell him your words. God, I give you everything. I give you everything. I'll never leave you. Just tell him that I'm willing to have tough conversations when I feel offended. Just tell him that right now. Tell him I'm willing to have tough conversations. Tell him I'm willing to go to you before I go to anybody else. Tell him that, tell him that, you, want to, that you want to have a deeper relationship with him. Tell him that you're willing to put the work in to have a relationship with him. And if you're here right now and you don't know Jesus, you don't know him as this king of your heart, you, you just, you, you, maybe you've fallen away, you've walked away, you've messed up, you've slipped up, and you don't even know where he is right now. If that's you, if you don't even know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he's not the king of your heart right now. If that's you, I just want to put both hands up. Say, I want to, I, I, I need to come back. Put both hands up. This is, this is not a cowardly crowd right now. Put both hands up. Say, I, I radically need, I radically need you, God. Don't leave here missing a chance to confess that you need him. Father, we pray for every, every lost soul that doesn't know you. For as good as we can know you, God, it will still be a pain in your heart that there's those that are perishing. So, Father, we pray right now for every soul in Orange County, every soul in California, every soul on the earth, God, that they would know you, that they'd be able to sing of your faithfulness, that they'd be able to stand in front of you and say, Jesus, I know you. And you'd say, welcome home, son and daughter. Lord, we just pray for the salvation of the earth, God. We pray that they would all know you as the faithful one, as we know you, God. And we pray for your church, God. 
We pray for your church. We pray for those that are, that are hurting, that they want to walk away, that they're confused and offended, God. And we pray that you would chase after them, that you would ambush them, you would knock them down, and you would wrestle with them until they walk away blessed and highly favored, until they walk away with a relationship with you and not a religion with you, God. We just declare, Father, that your church is healthier than it's ever been. There's more going on in your body than there's ever been. There's more miracles and salvation. There's more revival happening on the earth than there's ever been, God. That there's nations being discipled by Christian leaders right now, God. We declare that, that this earth is getting closer. And Father, may we make them all jealous. <laughs> may we make them jealous with our affections. May they ask us about Jesus and we start weeping because of how much we love him. Yeah. Yeah, just put your hands up, both hands up, and say, God, I give you everything. We give you everything. In our weakness and in our strength, we give you everything. We give you everything. Amen. Come on, give them a shout of praise right now. Give them a shout of praise. God, we love you. We thank you, God. Shabbat yeah, can we have the prayer team come on up? You guys are amazing. I, honestly, I encourage you, don't rush out the doors. Meet the person next to you. Ask them, like, how did you find presents? Ask them if you know them. Ask them where they're going to lunch. I don't know. Do they have plans? That sounds scary. Why not do it anyway, though? Okay. Bless you guys. Come up and get some prayer if you need it. We'd love to pray with you. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.